Blog Talk Radio. The entire community of Mid-Atlantic Wrestling is heartbroken by the passing of Corey Collier. He was 29 years old. Corey was a mainstay at numerous wrestling organizations throughout the Carolinas and Virginia, and also made his way to New Jersey's Monster Factory and Harley Race's Wrestling Academy in Missouri. Even bigger than his reputation in the ring was Corey's reputation outside the ring for being a polite, good-hearted, wonderful human being. Corey was beloved by so many who thought of him as a brother. We are all incredibly sad that Corey's gone, but we'll never forget him or his impact on the lives he touched. following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Not only am I a woman, but also a pro wrestler. Join us from beyond the revolution as we share our stories of triumph and defeat as we scratch the clog our way to the top. This is Women's Appreciation Night, right here, only on Reality Check Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Reality Check Radio Women's Wrestling Appreciation Night. I am your host, good old George, and of course, I'm here with our good sister from another mister. I am talking about the lollipop queen. She's three for three. Christina, how are you? Fantastic, and sitting high upon her throne. (laughs) And well-deserved, because as a matter of fact, weren't you the one saying uh, when we were on the line with Mr. Rose, as a matter of fact, when we had him here on the show, weren't you the one saying that, hey, I want to have the lollipop. I want to make sure I get that lollipop. And you were hell-bent. Trust me, the the fans were ecstatic. You you were the center of attention. (laughs) Well, most fans were ecstatic, except for one lady who's not happy with me at all. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking about the young lady uh, in the the front row. 
Yeah, the mom with her kids in the front row that kept telling me to sit, and I was just like, lady, just give me a minute, all right? I, pr- I promise I will be out of here. i got to get with mine. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly she did not know who the, you know, the lollipop queen is. And, and main, mind you, when there's a lollipop in the building, you know, you just have to claim, like how you were saying, what's yours. So, but by yeah, all means, she, you... If she didn't know who the lollipop queen was, she does now. <laughs> so that's three for three, two Joy Ryans and one Adam Rose. Uh, of course, the, the the show we're talking about is this last uh, CCW Coastal Championship Wrestling at Heartbreakers, uh, where Adam Rose, otherwise known as Aldo Rose or Krugar, uh, however you want to call him, uh, basically made an appearance, and our good old lollipop queen took the scepter once again of the lollipop. Uh, so God forbid, who knows? Maybe you'll go for for four when when you meet uh, Joey Ryan or Aldo Rose again, but time will tell. Now, guys, of course, let's go ahead and introduce you to now the our brother. He loves pain, but also he is the conscience of Reality Check Radio. I am talking about good old Rick Foley. No, no reference to Mick here. How you doing, Rick? How are you, George? Christina, how are you? Great. I can't complain. I was actually there. I got to witness another version of the lollipop queen doing her thing, which was which was awesome. I got to see that. Very good, Christina. Job well done. That could that could, that that might though that might though account for your cold. Keep that in mind. It did. It did come from his boot. It didn't come from his mouth. It came from his boot this time. Well, there's Germans and boots too, you know. So you never know. Just saying. Just keep that in mind. Well, anywho, uh, God forbid. Anyway, guys, we're here on Women's Wrestling Appreciation Night, uh, night number two for women's wrestling. We have a fantastic lineup here for you, two great women in what they do best. I am talking about she's actually one member of Ring of Honor's Women of Honor division. I am talking about Faye Jackson will be here on the show, and then South Florida's own fiery redhead i am talking about dynamite Didi will be here at the same time so we got two young ladies who got no that's got plenty of booty uh to show around when it comes to professional wrestling because they both run with the whole booty gimmick uh now i have to ask you something rick i know you did homework you've you've obviously been live to see dynamite Didi in action you've seen pictures you've seen action shots of faye jackson who do you think has the most powerful booty booty hit. Uh, do you think Faye has it or Dynamite Didi? Wow, man, that would be asking me, like, who, who's my favorite child? <laughs> Damn, can't answer man. that one. Can't answer that one. Uh, well, the answer I, is I yes. know Mila... Oh, that. <laughs> I know Mila Ninky is uh, probably tuning in because she's also got the whole booty in her gimmick, so God forbid, man, we got so much... <laughs> Sheesh. Okay, uh, well, I, let's go ahead and ask the woman. They are both very beautiful women. How about that? Oh, yeah, but when you got the, the gimmick running wild around the wrestling business, you have to ask yourself, who has the, the, the most effective booty shot? <laughs> it's like asking... I, I feel uh, kind who of had a creepy the... old man have answered that one, so I'm, I'm going to pass on that one. How about that? Well, okay, fine. Who you thought had it better, Rikishi or Bastion Booger? <laughs> Ooh, wow, you got to go with that dimple-ass Rikishi, of course. 
<laughs> well, there you go. So you see, that that's what I mean. It's the same gimmick. It's just two different people. So anywho, so guys, uh, as you know, we opened up the show with a good memoriam over to Corey Collier. Uh, he lost his life to cancer, but let me just say this. I have to tip my hat off to him in a spiritual way because the man did not give up. He's, he was in the hospital for many, many weeks when a lot of people said he wasn't going to last too long uh, due to cancer. <clears throat> and he fought very, very hard all the way to the end when cancer finally took him. Uh, and for that, man, I, I tip my hat off to you. You are not a quitter. You did not lose the fight. Cancer took it, you by force, my friend. And you just proved to the world how hard and how strong your heart is. So my condolences to the Collier family, to, to the wrestling brothers and sisters that were able to work with him uh, in the wrestling business. Uh, and I just want to prove something, you know, Mr. Collier never was on our show, um, even from the first round of Reality Check Radio to now. He's never been on our show, but I just want to make this point across. It's not about who we've interviewed and who we haven't. Uh, these walls here, guys, is not just, hey, we interview you, we now know you. No, we respect the business even past these walls even past the, the, the state of Florida, even past Georgia. We respect the wrestling business as a whole all over the world and everyone that sacrifices their body and soul to entertain us. So, Mr. Collier, we might have never had you on this, on this show, but we respected you as an athlete and respected you as a person. So rest in peace, brother. Um, Rick or Christina, let's start with Rick. Do you have any uh, quick words? Well, you know, unfortunately, we've been down this road way too many times. We we did a show several months ago where one of our uh, extended family members' mom passed away from cancer. It affects all of us at one point or another, and just 29 is just way too young. And uh, oh, yeah. I, I hope that he is in a better place. Yep, and so do I. Christina, any uh, quick words? I mean, I didn't get a chance to know him personally. But, you know, anytime you lose anybody in the wrestling industry, whether you knew them or not, it's felt by everybody because we're all just like one giant family here. And, you know, cancer is no joke. I'm dealing with it right now in my family with my mom. And, you know, it's definitely a tough battle. And sometimes you win and sometimes you don't. But it doesn't mean you stop fighting. No, yeah, agreed. And like I said, you know, when when it comes to Mr. Corey, he never gave up. He he's not a quitter. So in my eyes, in my my soul, I don't see him as a quitter. He fought all the way to the bitter end. And my hat goes off to you, but my condolences, of course, go to his entire family and all his wrestling brothers and sisters. Now, on to Women's Wrestling Appreciation Night. We're going to have Faye Jackson here in just a little bit. Uh, she's going to be our first guest here tonight. But, guys, what a sh we have to start talking about something real quick when it comes to the women's revolution in professional wrestling as a whole. Like, literally, last night on the Elimination Chamber, I have to say I saw three of the best women's matches I have seen in a long time. You had everything from, from like, motivation when you saw Naomi win the championship all the way to pure aggression between Natalia and Nikki Bella. You know, it, 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 you had 
everything last night, everything. And then you have pure athletic, uh, you know, and pure skill in Mickey James versus uh, Becky Lynch. So I I feel like last night proved where this women's revolution is going. And I I just in love with women's wrestling all over again. Christina, I know you are a big, big supporter of the women's professional wrestling. What do you have to say about last night's event? I mean, not only am I a big supporter of women's wrestling in general, I'm just a supporter of anybody just getting the shot that they deserve. And, you know, last night at the Elimination Chamber, it definitely proved it. I mean, congrats to Naomi on her win. It was definitely not something I expected to happen, but I am definitely glad it did. You know, giving other women the chance to shine and and see what they can do. And I'm definitely excited for the future of what, you know, not only SmackDown's women's division, but, you know, Raw, too. Can't forget about them. No, definitely not. Uh, We have some great stories happening in the the women's division on Raw, which we will start talking about in a minute. But, Rick, you saw Elimination Chamber as well last night, and you, of course, like Christina, you're a huge supporter of these women. You know, what what did you have to say about last night's great three matches? (laughs) I mean, Christina kind of nailed it. I mean, there's really not much more you can say other than, you know, they, they definitely brought it. They always do bring it, but they definitely brought it last night again. Uh, fantastic matches, and the arrow is absolutely pointing up in the women's division. There's no question about it. Uh, I, and you guys also said it best. Now, I have to say, guys, personally, out of the three matches that was happening last night, I have to say Mickey James and Becky Lynch pulled off the greatest match I've ever seen last night as far as skills concerned. Um I love that match. It was a great opener to the to the pay-per-view. As a matter of fact, it's been a long time since we've seen, you know, women open up a pay-per-view. Uh, and as a matter of fact, to me, I feel like opening up a pay-per-view is a lot more pressure than the main event itself. The reason being is because the first match sets the tone for the rest of the card. So basically, to me, what a great opener. I loved it. Now, today, with the Monday Night Raw division, you got four of the best. You got Bailey, you got Charlotte, you got Nia Jax, and you got Sasha Banks. Good Lord, what a mix-up of great talent. As a matter of fact, Bailey goes for the Women's Championship against Charlotte today. Guys, who do you have think winning that match tonight, Charlotte or Bailey? Starting with Rick, who do you think is going to win tonight? Well, I mean, if we if we want to keep uh, basically with what's been going on with Charlotte, some she'll she'll retain in pay-per-views, lose on regular shows. That being said, I still think she retains here. I still think they're gonna keep the belt on her until WrestleMania, and then and then you know all bets are off. But I think Charlotte retains tonight. All righty, and Christina. I mean, just like Rick said, like you could go with the. Um What's the word? Not superstition, but I guess like the general like idea that Charlotte is gonna drop the title because it's raw, and then she'll win it back in pay per view. I feel like you know the WWE they're hip to the, they're hip to it now. They're not gonna do that. Um, you know I think they're definitely gonna run the um, the story of you know Charlotte being the dominant champion and, and Bailey being the scrappy underdog, and all she wants is her chance. 
to, you know, be taken seriously, you know, ever since, you know, Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte were called up first, and, you know, Bailey was kind of left behind, she kind of always had that scrappy little underdog-ness uh, to her. So I feel like they're definitely going to yeah. keep up with that. Well, I have to ask now, because remember the, I think it was a few episodes ago, guys, uh, I was talking about a multiple women's match at WrestleMania. What do you think are the chances of now all of a sudden a fatal four-way happening between four of the best raw talents? And again, I'm, for those who didn't listen, it was Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and Bailey at WrestleMania this year. I know last year we had the three-way uh, between Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Becky Lynch. Can we get a fatal four-way this year? Uh, personally? I loved last year's match, but if now you're adding this fatal four-way with, like, talents from different parts of the, you know, the cesspool here, you probably are going to get one huge mix of five-star classic. You know, I'm talking about Nia Jax's power, Sasha Banks' speed, Bailey's great, uh, you know, enthusiasm with the fans, and then Charlotte possibly being the t- biggest, dirtiest player in the women's division right now. So what do you think is are the chances of that match happening at WrestleMania, Christina? Oh, I think it's definitely going to happen. I know, like, WrestleMania is going to be a long show. And, you know, they have both SmackDown and Raw on the show. So I feel like a Fatal 4 is the best way to go to make sure that all of the, the women on Raw get their spotlight. I'm not a huge fan of, like, you know, Fatal 4 ways or you know, giant, like, eight-woman tag matches or battle royals and stuff like that. But I, I understand them giving the title four-way because they do want to give, you know, the women their chance to have their WrestleMania moment. So I think, you know, it's definitely going to happen. I, I would be surprised if we didn't, to be honest. If they did just, like, a regular one-on-one, I would be surprised. Yeah, but, you know, something a lot of people are probably going to be disappointed because they were expecting to see Sasha Banks versus Stephanie McMahon at WrestleMania. Now, I have to say... WWE, great move to do this, to do this fatal four-way because now you guys could combine two feuds into one match at WrestleMania, giving a chance for the SmackDown brand women to have a match also at WrestleMania. So, Rick, what SmackDown match? What women's match for SmackDown? And mind you, this is just a fantasy booking here. You could choose anyone you want. Who would you like to see at WrestleMania this year fighting for the SmackDown women's title? Wow, that's a that's a tough question. Oof. Why do I always leave the tough questions for Rick? <laughs> I don't know. You you left it for the guy who loves pain. I guess this is this is what I get. Um, <laughs> I you, again I, again I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do what I always do. I'm gonna defer here because I I really gotta think this one out. Dude, it's it's not it's not that easy of a question, even even in fantasy land. <laughs> well, uh, we'll get back to you in a second. So, Christina, what do you think? Who would you fantasy book for the SmackDown brand for the women's title? Now that Naomi is the champion, who would you book at WrestleMania? I mean, that's really such a hard decision because obviously Naomi is <laughs> going to be in it. Um, I really would like Alexa Bliss and, and Becky. Uh, I guess I would have to say Nikki because – uh, there's a lot of rumors going around that Nikki Bella is going to retire after. But if Nikki Bella is not, hmm. I'm going to do a fatal four-way basically just like Raw. So I would go with Naomi, Alexa, Becky. And instead of Nikki, I'm actually going to go with Natalia. 
because I love hmm. Natalia so much, and I love her as a heel, and I think she just she deserves this, you know. And you know, if the rumors are true for Nikki Bella being her last WrestleMania, and there's also other rumors that she's going to be involved in a mixed tag with John Cena as her tag partner against the Miz and Maurice. Yes. So if Nikki Bella goes that way, then I'll stick with the Fatal Four Way of Natalia, Naomi, Alexa, and Becky. Okay. Uh, Rick, did you get your answer yet or no? Yeah, no, I, I I hate to take the easy way out, but, yeah, she's right. I think it's going to ultimately wind up being, in fact, I heard a rumor yesterday that uh, not only is it going to be the Miz and Maurice versus Nikki and Cena, but John Cena may well even propose to Nikki Bella in the ring at WrestleMania. How about that? Yeah, that, that would be extremely nice. I, I Listen, That's I cried like right a, now. Well, let me tell you something. I cried like a baby when Macho Man hugged Miss Elizabeth at the WrestleMania when they reunited after all those years. Oh, I yeah. cried like a baby. <laughs> so I yeah. would love to see Cena propose to Nikki live at WrestleMania. And just the fact that I'll be there live, I would love to see that. But, guys, uh, we do have our guest on the line. But before we get to her, I just want to say my prediction. I'm like Christina. I do side with Naomi. Uh, defending the title, but not in a fatal four-way. I would just love to see her defend it against Natalia and Natalia going over and finally, finally getting the championship that she deserves for so many years. So personally, I would love to see Naomi versus Natalia at WrestleMania this year. Uh, but that's just me because Natalia has already been pushed over as one of the top heels uh, in the SmackDown brand for the women. So I'm, I just love the direction that they're going with with Natalia here. So with that being said, let's go ahead and open up our line to our first guest here today. She's a member of the Women of Honor division in Ring of Honor. I am talking about, of course, the lovely, the beautiful Miss Faye Jackson. Miss Jackson, are you there? Hi. Hello, Miss Jackson. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for asking. Uh, And, of course, welcome to Reality Check Radio. I'm the host, George Alonzo. You're on with the lollipop queen, Christina. And, of course, Rick Foley. No, no, (laughs) no reference to Mick. He, oh, okay. We All him, right. <laughs> we just call him Foley because for some reason he loves pain just as much as Mick does. But anyway, so Ms. Jackson, first and foremost, uh, before Christina takes over the interview, I want to ask you, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on your show. It's always a pleasure and an honor to speak to some great women in this business like you. Uh, these episodes, like the Women's Wrestling Appreciation Nights, are made for you hard-working women. So it's now it's your opportunity. It's your spotlight. You know, you guys deserve it just as much as the men do. I'm just saying. Hey, I 100% <laughs> agree with that. Time for the women to take over. <laughs> All right. So basically, uh, just like every other women's wrestling appreciation nights, we're going to let Christina uh, open up the interview, which is she's our woman here on our show. So, Christina, go ahead. Miss Jackson is all yours. All right, well, first of all, I want to start by saying, Faye, thank you uh, on behalf of myself for being on here, uh, you know, representing the women here. So, uh, you know, I'll get started by just just kind of asking, like, you know, what was your upbringing growing up? You know, did you have a lot of siblings? I am an only child, proud only child. (laughs) I could go back to where... 
technically, I will say I have a brother. My mom adopted him before I was even thought of. I guess she just thought she would never have a kid. And whoop, like I came glorious. So I have a brother, but other than that, I claim myself as an only child. Does that sound bad? I don't. This is how I am. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, I have a brother, you know, who's adopted, and I wish I was. I could say I'm an only child. So like, I think when, the only thing is, he's like twenty. Well, I wouldn't say twenty. He's like fifteen years older than me. So by the time I was born, he was just already basically out of the house. So just like, ah, okay. Well, <laughs> I grew up as a <laughs> child. Was he the one who uh, introduced you uh, to wrestling, or or how'd you stumble upon that? No, he introduced me to what what John Cena will call Thugonomics One Hundred and One. He introduced me to that world I Went to all private schools And Catholic schools Because the way my brother was My mom mom wanted to make sure I came out The opposite way So I actually discovered watching wrestling Like just because everybody else In my class watched it And I didn't want to be left out And like I just got hooked to it now, I'm hoping you were like me, who would, like, sit in class and literally knew every single word to John Cena's Thugonomics song. I still do. And I had the, like, you know, like, the WWE original CD where all the superstars sang their old songs. Did you have that? Yes. Was I the only, yes. like, weird one in school that, like, carried their CD player in their back pocket and would just listen to it for, like, weeks on end? Oh, one of the first CDs I ever got, like, remember getting getting was, I remember um, Chris Jericho was, uh, I don't know if I'm telling my age or not, but whatever. Chris Jericho was on one of the WWE uh, soundtracks, and I used to listen to that all the time, like, like come out and be like, break the wall down. Like, that was me. Like, I listened to that song all the time. People, my family did not understand what was going on or what I was talking about. Oh, trust me, I'm on the same boat. Like, I would, you know, I'd be in the back of class and stuff, just like, you know, mouthing words and just writing the lyrics. And, you know, the teacher would walk by and be like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, nothing, nothing. Don't worry about that at all. You know, extracurricular well, stuff. Well, class, every, like, every – because I went to a smaller school in, like, a smaller town, like, we all basically just grew up with each other. So from age, what, 9, 10, all the way up to, like, high school, we were all just one big clique. And we all, everybody, if you didn't watch wrestling, like, you basically had nothing to talk about. Like, every assignment had to be, had to deal with wrestling Everything we did had to do with wrestling. Our gym class, we turned it into a wrestling match. Like, we made every gym teacher quit because we were just, like, out of control. (laughs) So did you guys, like, have your own, like, little gimmick of, like, who your characters were? Yeah, we did. I always started started off wrestling the guys. Like, the girls would try to do, like, some stuff. But I always wanted to wrestle the guys no matter what. Like, I used to spear people all the time. Or I used to, like, bring, I used to bring, like, uh, like the little spritzer bottles and put in, like, I used to put water in, like, perfume bottles because I was like, well, Sunny used to, used to come out and spray people in the eyes. I'm going to spray people in the eyes. But one time I forgot to actually, like, 
change it out, and it really was perfume, so I got in trouble for that. Oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, I was the same way in in school and home. Like, I would just constantly just be putting kids in, like, the walls of Jericho, which I still do to my nephew, like, to this day. George, you could be accountable to that because you were with us at the Ronin show where me and him were just wrestling behind behind the scenes. Yep. I felt like I was watching a Cirque du Soleil show in front of me. <laughs> yeah. The little Yeah, there's like, nothing wrong with that. You got to teach them. Start them Yeah, down. the wrestling <laughs> fan in me will never die. You know, like, you know, the wrestling kind of weaned out for me, you know, when I was in high school because I thought I was too cool for it. And I had a boyfriend, and I had, like, friends who were going out to the mall. But then, you know, once my nephew was, nephews were born, it kind of, I just fell right back into it again and, and fell back in love with it. So, like, you know, you growing up, you know, in this small town and, and being such a fan, like, were your parents kind of, like, worried that you were going to start really seriously getting into this? Or, you know, what was their oh, reaction when you finally told them, like, this is what I want to do? Of course. Like, my my mom was strict, like, to the point where she basically told me my whole life, like, what I was going to do. She told me I was going to be the next Oprah. Like, oh, you have to go into, like, uh, radio and films and TV, and you have to be Oprah. You're going to be Oprah. Like, that's all. Even when I went to college, like, I majored in communications. I did the local TV stuff. I was on air, on the radio for, like, four or five years. Like, I was, that was my life. But I didn't want to do that. I always had a passion for wrestling. So I just decided to kind of research it a little bit. I always was scared only because of the reaction. Not even my family, my mom. I was afraid of the reaction of her. And I when she kind of figured it out on her own. She tells people, I was like, oh, I think she's going into, like, MMA or kickboxing. Like, I don't know what's going on with her Facebook right now. Would you just, like, come home with just, like, bruises all over you? And your mom would just, like, you know, she had a hint, but she didn't want it to be for sure. Oh, I haven't been in my mother's house since I was, like, 18 years old. Like, soon as I graduated from high school, I was like, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she didn't know what was going on with me most of the time. Like, she would really have to, like, check social media or she would text or call or whatever. But other than that, I was able, I was actually able to hide it for a little bit because she just thought it was, she didn't know what it was. She didn't know what to think. Like, even my family was telling her, like, oh, yeah, you know she's wrestling, right? You know, I was like, she's not wrestling. She's an MMA fighter or training or I think she's doing kickboxing or I don't know what she's doing, but she ain't wrestling. <laughs> has she has she warmed up the idea of you being a wrestler now? Oh, she loves it. Like, she came <laughs> to my second match that I had in Baltimore last year. I think it was, like, in... Uh, around July, it was like our first Woman of Honor uh, I-pay-per-view taping, and she came all the way from Ohio to Baltimore just to see that. And now she's your biggest fan now, right? Yeah. Yeah, now she's my biggest fan. Huh. No. Talking about Cash Me now Outside. 
Anyway, sorry. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That That's just an ongoing quote now going on all over social media. You have to use it somehow here on Reality Check. <laughs> Catch me outside. Anyway, sorry. I'll send you a check, Dr. Phil. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> I know, right? You and me both. You and me both. <laughs> so, like, you know, you deciding to go into training, you know, walk me through, like, your first day there. Like, you, when you walk in the doors, like, did you have a lot of things going on in your head? Was there, like, fear? Was there excitement? It was a little, a little of both. Like, I went in to just go about the school, like, just because, like, it's a prestigious school. Like, everybody that somebody has stepped into this school at the dojo, and I always heard about Delirious, but I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even know what he looked like because he wears a mask. So, when... <laughs> And, like, watching his old stuff, like, he doesn't speak words. He speaks blah, 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 blah. Like, he speaks that, which I know how to decipher now, which is hilarious. But anyway, but I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't know how, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how to word it, but I just didn't expect for people to be warm to me, I guess, because, you know, they could have egos about them. So I really just didn't know how to ask about the school or, you know, just try to be able to come in and say, hey, like, I'm this nice, fat black girl that wants to start wrestling. Like, can y'all show me something, please? (laughs) But they were, like, open arms. Like, they kind of researched me. Like, when I sent them an email, they kind of no-sold me at first for a few months. And then I sent them another email, and they no-sold me again. And then finally, like, I met Larry Legend, and I was asking him about the the school. Because back then, I was, like, managing. I wasn't into wrestling like that. And Larry Legend was like, oh, we got to get you the Ring of Honor. Like, I, I you got to start there like your personality is amazing you got to go there and sure enough like that next week delirious emails me back it's like oh you want to come to school come on this date we'll talk and and what did that mean to you to be able to just like you know have someone like larry legend just kind of recommend you for for ring of honor well to this day i tell people like if it wasn't for him I probably will still be trying to get in there without, you know, just just trying. It was all – it really was because he recommended me. Like, now the school, you can just go go and sign up and pay tuition or do a tryout and come to the dojo and train. But when I had started, I was really, like, they never advertised that the school was still running. They didn't – Say how much they told me how much tuition was, but then it was kind of like, like I guess I I want to say delirious is trying to read me like, are you going to flake out because it's going to be intense? Like I'm gonna tell you how much it is, but you know don't flake out type ordeal. And I was really mm-hmm. like the last student 
actually still, I'm the last student so far to graduate from the dojo. Like, they just started new classes last month. So if they, if the students there, like, progress and stay continuous, they should be done and have their graduation match at least by August or September, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And and with you being like a project of uh, a product of the ROH dojo, like how is it for you to like see like the newcomers kind of kind of cycling through the dojo? Well, I wanted to be open, like warm and open arms with them, like how they were like when I first started. When I first started, Beta Scott introduced herself to me, and you know I'm like you're Beta Scott. You don't have to like you're on the TV on the regular. You wrestle everywhere. You don't have to do that. Like, but she was very warm and receptive to me. Like Mandy Leon, I didn't meet her the first couple of months when I first started training, but she found me on social media and was just sending me all these encouraging messages. Like, keep coming. Like, I can't wait to see you and finally meet you. I'm hearing good things about you. And then being a part of the dojo is a requirement to do ring crew. And doing ring crew for guys that are mega stars, even from, like, people like the Briscoes saying, hey, Faye, like, you're the new student. Like, keep going. We can't wait to see how you progress. Or AJ Styles introducing himself, Jay Lethal, like, everybody was so open, like, open arms. It was almost overwhelming and, at the same time, just amazing because I didn't expect that. I would expect everybody to have just some type of, you know, ego, like, like, I know who I am, I'm the best. But, you know, people like the Young Bucks have always been warm and receptive. People like Adam Cole... Uh, when Moose was there, Moose is like the big brother I never wanted. <laughs> uh, just like everybody was just so amazing, amazingly nice to me. Yeah, that's like you know, kind of like a newer thing to hear for you know the wrestlers of I guess like this generation to be so open and welcoming to you know the ones that are uh, up and coming because I feel like you know. When they were up and coming, you know, their mentors were really hard on them. Like, you know, we're going to put these kids through the ringer, and we got to make sure that they have what it takes. Like, we're going to gut check them because this business is not easy, and, you know, they have to be tough and they have to be prepared. But now, you know, people in our generation is kind of like, yeah, we know this, you know, this business is hard, and we really have to stick together and kind of work as a team so that everybody can prevail and, and achieve because you can't do it and by that's yourself. What it you is. have to do like, it together. Pro wrestling now is such a, like, the locker rooms are such a family-oriented, like, if you're a part of this locker room, you're accepted to this locker room, like, that's your brother, that's your sister for life, no matter how far you go, like, they always will look out for you and protect you. Like, even, I hate to say it, but there's a situation with a, a, a fellow creeper of mine because I have what I call the creep squad (laughs) and he's been telling people that he has a huge crush on me and somebody from I'm not going to say the names but somebody from the top 
of the chain heard about it, it's like, you have no chance with Faye, so stop. <laughs> and that's somebody that was with Ring of Honor and knows how I am, like, looking out for me, protecting me. And he doesn't have to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's the same way with, you know, with my family, with Reality Check Radio. Like, you know, I get a lot of, you know, well, I'll steal your term of the creep squad. I get a lot of guys, you know, trying to slide into my DMs or, you know, try to get with me at shows. And, you know, I have my family, thank God, behind me to kind of step up and be like, no, you're not going to get with her. Don't even, you know, don't waste your time. Exactly. So, you know, in and out of the ring, there, there are definitely families involved. And, you know, speaking of families, I don't want to take up too much time. I want to give them some time to, to be able to talk with you. So, Faye, I thank you very much for giving me the time, and I'll pass it on over to uh, Rick. Oh, absolutely. Yay, we got to look out for each other. So, you know, girl power all day. <laughs> yes, all day, every day. <laughs> well, hello, Faye. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. You know, looking at your picture, I can't imagine you have a creepers. Wow. How's that possible? Wink, wink. That's <laughs> nuts. I have no idea. No idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I believe me. I, I have plenty of idea. I, I can see the pictures. Uh, my first question to you is when you first started the train, was there anything that caught you off guard? You were like, wow, I didn't expect this. The first two months was strictly cardio slash yoga based. Like just building up your wind and your speed and making sure that you can cut it, basically. I remember the first week I was like contemplating, like, should I be doing this? Because I'm fat as hell and I don't, I don't know how I'm going to survive if this is the case. Because it was intense. And but what helped helped me and motivated me was people encouraged me like don't quit you you're gonna make it to the end so that's why when I see the beginners and they're huffing and puffing and you know they're told to do a hundred squats and then do a hundred push-ups and then do like uh like yoga push-ups and things like that like if I see them struggling I actually go over there and do it with them so they can have somebody to do it with was there a particular move that took you a while to, to, to kind of master? or And conversely, was there one that you were able to pick up pretty easily? You mean as far as, like, cardio? Like a hold, any type of a move, you know, wrestling move. Was there a particular move that you're like, wow, I, I can't really get this, and it took you a while to get it? Actually, you know what? I struggled with doing a back roll. That took me months to do and it seems easy and simple, but even with delirious loading thing, like, I don't, people know I have a big ass. Like, that's just how it is. But it doesn't mean it goes backwards. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had a very hard time rolling over that. So he, like, baby stepped it for me. And it took me a couple, it took me a few months just to master that. Yeah, I think we interviewed somebody last week that, that gave that same answer, if I'm not mistaken. He said it took him a while to, to just do a, a back roll. And this was a no, he said the front roll. The front roll, right. I knew it was a roll. I just couldn't figure out which roll. Uh, what about influences in the ring? Who who influenced you in the ring? I could say, honestly, like coming up watching Jacqueline was like my goat, my greatest of all time. Watching her take it taking on men 
was amazing to me. And then watching RVD, like, I, I even took a couple of his moves because I just think he's flawless. And watching, like, Tommy Dreamer and, like, watching Mickey James and and Lita and, oh, man. Like, there's so many people I just remember being like, oh, I want to be like them when I grow up. But it's definitely Jacqueline was, like, the first person. Because it was, like, somebody that was my skin color on TV being a badass. Like, I love that. Are you still doing modeling at this point or no? I am, actually. Like, I had... I had gotten so busy the past few months with wrestling that I had put it on hiatus. But I do have a photo shoot coming up that I'm really excited for. It's to help launch my new line of lingerie that has taken me forever to develop. But I finally got it coming out. So I'm excited for that, and I'm doing a lingerie shoot for it. Oh, that's great. How does How has modeling helped you does that has it helped you in, in terms of your wrestling career at all it is because uh not all promoters but some promoters are creeps like no lie i can po- put up a picture and i'll at least get one promoter like, hey are you free such and such like not even a wrestling video or like a match sometimes it's just a picture alone you <laughs> will get me booked all right then my final two questions for you are going to be my my standard questions who would be your dream opponent? Dream match for Faye Jackson. My dream match? Um, hmm. That's a good one. There's so many that I'm, so many people I want to work. I would probably say I'm gonna go into, I'm gonna go intergender on this. I'm gonna say RVD. Wow. Hmm. That's a pretty cool one. I, I'm kind of like uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, no, really guessing by that in, that answer. <laughs> we get a lot of AJ Styles. That was a, that was when I was expecting. I get we get a lot of that of AJ Styles. But Rob, oh, RVD, really? think, yeah. oh yeah, a lot, a lot of AJ Styles. But RVD is a good one. Huh. So let me say huh. yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. AJ Styles is dope, but for me, only because there are like a couple of moves that I do off of RVD, and I like I said, RVD was like I used to stay up as a kid at one in the morning holding my little antenna because you had to undo the cable and watch like a bootleg channel that was didn't I guess it just didn't air in the area so I had to hold this antenna at one in the morning on a Saturday just to watch ECW and like Hmm. I would freak out if I didn't see RVD that night like I would stay up just to watch him that's 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 really cool. Now, Faye Jackson is in WrestleMania. Describe your moment to us. Your WrestleMania moment. Yeah, my WrestleMania moment is just being big enough where I can have Beyonce perform for me, and then we just like walk side by side. Like I wouldn't give a damn if I won or lost the match. I don't give a damn if it was a title. My WrestleMania moment is having Beyonce come out with me. I, I, I can't go further than that. So with that being said, I'm going to pass it on to George, and I appreciate your time. Oh, thank my you. My jaw, 
my jaw is literally hitting the floor right now. I'm like, holy cow! I could only imagine like hearing that. Just it, it, I could just for some reason the, the putting on the ring on it. I I don't know what she calls that song. If you like it, put a ring well, on it or something like that. Yeah, the, it, for some reason that song just popped in my head when you said, "Oh, Beyonce singing you out." I'm like. God, I could imagine that on the giant WrestleMania stage and just Faye Jackson coming out in that big-ass stage that WrestleMania always does. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I, having, I, I mean, having an artist like Beyonce just being like, you know what, I love her. Like, just for her to even know who I am, I'll probably die before WrestleMania even starts. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't blame yeah, you with a, like, an entrance yeah, like that. Like, performing your theme song for you, and like, oh yeah, like I'll probably die walking out too. <laughs> uh, you'll probably catch me in the bathroom throwing up from all the nerves. Uh, I won't lie there, but it, so <laughs> well, wow. That comes with wrestling Not, too. Oh, I would imagine. <laughs> But basically, Faye, I'm going to go ahead and start with this. Now that we're talking about nerves, you know, I'm going to piggyback what Christina was talking to you about because you started off in a small town, you know, uh, trying to get out there, train, and, and et cetera. And as a fan, just like a, a regular fan, like I, I'll, all of us start when it comes to the wrestling business. Uh, and basically now you're part of one of the products that's seen by thousands and thousands of people worldwide. So, I'm talking about the little girl that grew up watching wrestling. If you had to tell that little girl something right now, you, to your younger self, saying, hey, I'm being watched by thousands of people, what, what would you say to your young self right now? I would tell my young self, like, you actually achieved your dream, no matter, no matter like, how big or small it was. You did it. Like, you should be, believe it or not, like, the girl that didn't, was a mute for, like, 15 years and didn't talk to anybody and was so shy and and didn't want to, didn't want to talk to people, was antisocial, all she did was, like, watch TV or be on a computer or on the Internet or watch wrestling with her friends. Like, you're yeah. actually... You're actually doing it, and people are watching you do this. And and congratulations on that, Miss Jackson. I have to say, you deserve it. Uh, you, I've seen some of your matches. You are a hardworking woman. And I'm going to go ahead and plug something here real quick. Uh, guys, if you want to catch Miss Faye Jackson uh, upcoming, she will be at the BCW one-year anniversary show, which I believe Christina's going to be there as well. Uh, and you'll be facing Miss Nikki Adams, if I'm correct. Yes, and I absolutely love her, but I am undefeated in BCW as we speak. So, huh. that huh. love goes aside when it comes to my street. <laughs> so what can we expect out of Faye Jackson come? And, and I'll get back to our good old interview. I just have to do this plug because, shoot, Peter, I better get a paycheck out of this. Uh, uh -oh. I, I'm just messing. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's, it's bad enough that I call Peter Rosado the Paul Heyman of Indy Independence, okay? He he knows I love him. So, <laughs> so he probably basically, loves that, though. Oh, trust me, I, I couldn't fill his head up with more air than I possibly am right now. <laughs> or ego, should I say. 
<laughs> but I love you, Peter. I know you're listening, bro. I love you. Anyway, so basically, so basically what I'm going to ask you uh, before we go back to our regular scheduled interview here, what can the fans uh, expect coming from, like you said, the undefeated uh, person that you are, what can the fans expect coming out of this match with Nikki Adams? Because Nikki Adams is no pushover. Oh, I, I, I absolutely know that. And I know one thing about Nikki Adams is that she studies her opponent. So the same things that I do, she would probably see how I maneuver them. I know she's studying that. So now it's my turn to show it, show everyone that there's a lot more that I can do. And she would not expect it. That's freaking amazing. Now, guys, if you want to catch this match live, make sure you go to the BCW one-year anniversary. Faye Jackson puts her undefeated streak against one of the toughest women in the wrestling business in Nikki Adams. Will Nikki Adams defeat the undefeated streak? Or will, of course, our good old guest Faye Jackson continue the undefeated streak? Will You'll have to find out at BCW, one-year anniversary. All you have to do is go onto Facebook and look it up on Bree Combination Wrestling on Facebook for your ticket information. So, there goes my plug for the day. So, basically, <laughs> uh, going back to, to you, Faye, so, like you said, you know, you made it. Uh, you t would tell your young self you made it. You know, obviously, you know, Finally getting to reach your dream comes with the nerves, it comes with the butterflies, it comes with the fear, it comes with the excitement. So what I wanted to ask on that first night that you were out there for the Ring of Honor product, with like how you were saying for the, for the iPay-Per-View taping, which one of those did you feel the most? Did you feel the more nerves than butterflies or excitement? What did you? What were you feeling when you're you're like, oh my God, I'm going. No offense to the independents, of course, but you're going from like maybe thirty to a hundred people in an audience to thousands worldwide. Well, the nerves never go away if I'm doing a small show or a Ring of Honor show. I'm always yeah. nervous when. It's time for me to walk out. Like, even people can tell on my face, no matter whose locker room it is. I don't care if I'm billed from Women of Honor. I still get very nervous until I walk out. It's not until I hear my theme song is when I'm like, you know, it's time to put on the show. It's time to show these people what I can do. But before then, I'm always nervous, 110% nervous. Well, in that case, you also have a lot of fun in all your matches from what I've noticed. You love to oh, laugh, yeah. you love to you love to dance, you love to for Christ's sake, I actually saw <coughs> excuse me, your recent tag match in Ring of Honor uh where I believe it was with Sumi Sakai that you teamed up with. Yes. If I'm correct. And you yes. even got her to dance. <laughs> yes. So so tell me something <laughs> from your from your experience, Ms. Jackson. I have to hear this because, uh, you know, we shared some good, funny stories uh, when we did the Dusty Rose Memorial here. I have to hear from you. What has to be one of your most funnest stories inside the ring? Uh, inside of the ring so far, I would probably say it was at 
uh, Fiesta Pro Wrestling that's ran by AJ Pan, and he made us take shots before the match. <laughs> <laughs> that was, and I mean, I don't, I, not to put myself out there or not, but I know how I throw down a couple, but I never do that before a match. <laughs> but it brought out more, I would say brought out more creativity. It got the fans into it right from the start. And that's one thing I have to say, especially going, like, working from show to show, the fans are, I would say the fans are my drive. Like, people cheering or booing, or if they like something, something they cheer for it. If they don't like something, they say boo or whatever. Like, I I feed off of them. And if I see that it works for them, I continue to do it. If it doesn't work, I know next time not to do it. I feed off the fans 100%. That's why when I come out, I'm, like, interacting with them because those are my biggest cheerleaders, and I'm here to make them proud. And how correct that is. And how important is it, you know, general question here for you, how important is it for a wrestler like yourself, especially in the women division now, that's just literally uh, regaining its steam again because of the whole women's revolution and the tweets and, and of course, the independent women getting stronger again and, and et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on and on. I, I don't want to bore the, the listeners with so many things. Like, how important is it for you women now to – Interact with those fans again. Oh, it's a hundred. They're the reason why people are watching women's wrestling and they're interested. They want to see wrestling. They don't want to see what was done years ago with like the bras and panties and the butt wrestling. Like they want to see us throw down, and that's the thing. Now it's a little bit harder for us too because at first it used to be, oh, they're girls. You know, they can they can mess this up or they can do that. Or, you know, it looks soft and dainty, but they're girls. But now Mm -hmm. the fans are like, I don't, like, you want our respect? Well, you better suplex the hell out of that person or don't do it. Like, you want our respect? Then you better powerbomb the hell out of that person. Like, you better do a Kevin Owens powerbomb on a 80-pound girl, and I want to see every bone break in her body or... We're not going to like you. Like, that's how the fans are now. They want, they want us. They push us to be intense on one another. Well, yeah, you, you are 100% right because uh, if I'm correct, a lot of people like to always compare, like fans, they always love to compare it to say, oh, you know, uh, for instance, to give you an example here, Wrestle Kingdom. Now everyone says that the WrestleMania main event has to be just as good, if not better, than, uh, you know, than Okada and Omega. So I'm like, why do you have to compare things? It's, it's two different things. So it's kind of like I understand where you're coming from, where, like, oh, if this man is giving this stiff powerbomb and you, it looks like, oh, my God, that guy just killed him, they're expecting now the women to do it too. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, it's like you can't compare. The women have their style and the men have their style, you know, and, and mind you, they're both extremely tough. You know, it's, it's, one is not stronger than the other. They're 
both divisions are extremely tough. So with that being said, you know, you were talking about A.J. Penn, you working men, you know, what, how, do you feel like that's helped the women uh, in a way in this business, like working with other men? Oh, yeah, because we have to be just as strong and tough as them. Like, if I'm going to take a punch in yep. the face, I want you to actually hit me in the face to the point where I react to it. Now, if you give me some little small, dainty slap, then I'm not reacting to that because it's like I didn't feel it. It doesn't look like I didn't feel it. The fans didn't like how you did it, so why should I why should I give you any type of reaction to this? It's the same when people do shots. I don't do shots yep. because I've tried. They don't, they don't feel right and they don't look right. Therefore, I'm not going to do them. Why would I disrespect such a such a a move where if mm-hmm. you got if you do it, you got to give it your all. You got to knock the wind, the soul, the heart out of that person. You can't just do like a yep. small slap and then expect the crowd to be like, "Woo!" No. The crowd goes, "Woo!" when you slap the bejesus out of that person. When you chop the bejesus out of them. You know, you've mentioned ECW. I don't know if you ever watched the classic ECW, like if On Demand or or if you ordered their DVDs, but did you ever see the match between Chris Benoit and Al Snow? Yes, I, yes, I did. You know Al what Snow chops on the word? Ohio, so of course I had to watch everything Al Snow with head, you know. <laughs> <coughs> so you know what chops I'm talking about here. Yes. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And to be honest with you, with what you're saying, I think Faye Jackson would even survived in the ECW brand if it was still around. So to put it in, in your shoes, what would you think of Faye Jackson if the ECW brand was still around? What would you have thought of Faye Jackson in the ECW brand? It's kind of like the person that I am now but it's just been kicked up a notch. Like, I get told, you know, by people, oh, you know, remember, this is a kid's family show, so down on the twerking and calm down on the shaking. Just be, like, a pretty a, a pretty person but strong and show that you're an independent, strong woman. If I was in ECW, I would be the same person. But it would just be times ten. It might be. It might get rated R. I'm gonna be a hundred percent. So can I go ahead and say on record, you're one of those that probably would have volunteered to take one of Tommy Dreamer's file drivers. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, someone book it. Faye Jackson, Tommy Dreamer. I know Tommy's still working, so someone book it quick. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, I 100% take that. That would be like, that would go down in the history books, too. Peter, I know you're still listening. BCW, bro. You got a, the undefeated young lady here, Faye Jackson. Might as well put him against the hardcore legend. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, sorry. it will get hardcore one way or the other. Just saying. <laughs> Hashtag Jackson versus Dreamer. Let's get that moving out there. Hashtag Jackson versus Dreamer. <laughs> in, in, in order to win, you have to power drive the opponent. Anyway, hmm, oh, not right. a bad idea. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm down for that. 
I'm not a bad idea. Anyway, so Faye, uh, it's been so. My last question here for you uh, before I go ahead and cut you off: uh, What advice would you give to the young ladies that, like how you were saying, you know, that you now see training in the in the dojo and all that stuff? What advice would you be giving them right now? Just don't give up. There are going to be people in the side of your ear telling you you can't do it. Either you're too big to do this or you're too small to do this or you're not pretty enough or you're too pretty. Nobody's going to take you seriously. Just if you feel that you have the passion to get into this crazy world, do it. Don't let anything stop you. Awesome. Thank you very much for that. So, uh, Christina, do you have any last words for Ms. Jackson? Uh, yeah, actually, since, you know, George, you mentioned a little bit earlier that I will be at the BCW uh, uh, first anniversary show. So, Faye, I do look forward to seeing you and, and you know, possibly meeting you after the show and, and getting another chance to talk to you. And you've been so great, and I appreciate your time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll get drinks afterwards. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! <laughs> and hey, I'm not there. This, <laughs> I am so jealous right now. Peter, buy me an airplane ticket. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. Anyway, <laughs> Peter's gonna kill me for all of this that I'm saying. But anyway, no, um, <laughs> and uh, Rick, do you have any last words for Ms. Jackson? Well, you know, we, George, we, uh, we, from time to time, we've been known that little pull ourselves and getting people down here. So, Tommy Jr. versus Faye Jackson down here. Who can say? Bob to win. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm. Hey, she's been on the right? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. so. All I got, all I gotta say for all the listeners out there, go on to Twitter, go on to Instagram, go on to Facebook. Don't care. Just. Put it out there. Hashtag Jackson versus Dreamer. Pile drive to win. You know, it, 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 it'll be a dream come true for Ms. Jackson. And on top of that, a hardcore match. You, you, you don't want to miss out on that. That's going to be an epic match. So, Ms. Jackson, let's do your plugs. How can fans follow you on social media, whether it be Twitter, Facebook? Uh, you know, I know Instagram is a thing now. Uh, how can bookers <laughs> get a hold of you for any booking inquiries? And, of course... What is going to be your next show live? Um, you can get in touch with me with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. All Faye Jackson 419. That's all you just type in Faye Jackson 419 and I'll pop up on all three. Uh, bookers can hit me up through my email, Faye Elise. 419, or you can hit me up on Facebook as well, Faye Jackson 419. And the next show I'll be doing is in North Carolina on Saturday, and that is for Queens of Combat. I'm super excited for that. <laughs> First Queen of, Queens of Combat appearance for you, Ms. Jackson? No, this will be my second one. First one I debuted at WrestleCade. I did their Sunday show, so this will be my second one. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, uh, Queens of Combat is a great organization, so uh, I'll be looking out for that one. <laughs> is it an iPay-Per-View event or, or no? No, I don't believe it's an iPay-Per-View. I think it's just going straight to DVD, but you know how people are. If they're at the show, they're going to post it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I I know a couple people that do that. So, Ms. Jackson, again, thank you so very much for your time. It was a Tons of fun, you know, here on the show with you. You are a great person, very down to earth. I love people like you on the show that have a story to tell. So I really appreciate your time here today. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity, guys. And Miss Lady, our... thank you very much. <laughs> we'll <be back laughs> after the show. Oh, God. Chris, again, I'm gonna miss out on Christina being, you know, crunk. That this is this is freaking shame, man. No, <laughs> I never get, get to get see crunk. it. We're going to keep it classy, but we can have <laughs> a drink or two. Fine, fine. So, Faye, before you go though, can you do me a, a small little favor if you can, please? I sure. got a, I got a recorder. I got a recorder here. I just wanted to see if you could record a, a drop for us. Basically, just say, yeah, if you can, just go ahead and and do your intro, like, however you want to say it, uh, whether it's like, hey, this is Faye Jackson from Ring of Honor, keep on listening to Reality Check Radio or whatever, if you want. Can can you do that for me? I can do that for you. Let me know when you're recording. All right, right, give me one second. Let me pull this. Do-do-do-do-do. Let me make sure I'm not recording over (sighs) TJ Marconi here or else he'll kill me. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't right. hear that. I want no boot party coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, need to, the, I don't need the boot party in my face, okay? So, all right. All right, so quiet on the set. So three, two, one, go for it. Hey, everyone. This is Faye Jackson from Women of Honor, and you know that my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, but check out Reality Check Radio, and this is one of the greatest shows, podcasts, that you can listen to. Got it. You are the woman. (laughs) You (laughs) are the woman. (laughs) Thank you so very much, Ms. Jackson, and and Christina, we'll see you at the BCW one-year anniversary, and hopefully soon down here in South Florida, and hopefully you get that match, Dreamer versus Jackson. Hey, somebody book it. Yep, let's get that tweet out. Ms. Jackson, thank you again so very much. I hope you have a great night. You too as well. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a good one. You too. All right, guys, that was Miss Faye Jackson, Ring of Honor's Faye Jackson. I, I feel like Christina's, like, starstruck over there. <laughs> Rick, look at her face. <laughs> she ha- She's, like, stone cold right now. She's, like... I, I don't know how to react. Christina, are you okay I'm over there? I'm blowing your nose. I'm not very nice. I'm all right. I just can't get a Outcast Miss Jackson song out of my head, but I'm all right. <laughs> oh, God. 
But again, guys, that was Miss Faye Jackson, Ring of Honor's Women of Honor uh, division member. Uh, again, you could catch her at the BCW one-year anniversary against Nikki Adams. Nikki is a very, very tough opponent, uh, very, very strong. So I feel like you know this might be Faye's toughest opponent ever. So, guys, her undefeated streak is up on the air. So, guys, make sure you do not miss that event. Go to Bree Combination Wrestling on Facebook for all your ticket information for the BCW one-year anniversary. That includes the one Billy Gunn. So, Christina, you're going to be at that show, like you mentioned earlier. So, uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to be having a lot of fun with our, of course, with our team members, the MFG TV members. Uh, 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 Miss Millie Cruz, if I'm correct. Yes, me and Miss Millie Cruz will be, uh, you know, representing MFG and Reality Check Radio, respectively. So, you know, if anyone's listening to this and, you know, sees us there, come by, say hi, and, you know, give me a little too sweet. Yeah, by all means. Take a picture with the hosts, uh, you know, the two bombshells of, of the hosts of both shows, MFG TV and Reality Check Radio. Yes, I just called you two bombshells, okay? <laughs> so deal with You're it. You're not wrong. But, huh? You're not wrong. You know what? Should I call you two ladies the radio bombshells? Sure. Why hmm. not? Get it started. Hmm. Yeah, it has a nice ring to it. The radio bombshells. Huh. Anyway, guys, we are going to have now Dynamite Didi calling in very, very soon. She's South Florida's own Dynamite Didi. Uh, she's trained with some of the greats like Rusty Brooks all the way to Offer the Wild Samoan, and she will be here with us in just a short while. Uh, she is a great – as a matter of fact – I've had the honor of working with Dynamite Didi in the beginning of her career. She started off as a host for Reality Check Radio. So it's going to be good. It's going to be like a homecoming for her uh, here on the show. So I can't wait to speak with her. Uh, Rick, you've been a fan of hers for a long time, uh, ever since you started going to the independent shows here. Like, tell the fans uh, what they could see with Dynamite Didi. Well, you're going to see uh, definitely the fiery redhead uh, has improved an awful lot in the ring since I first uh, started watching her wrestle about three or four years ago. Uh, high flyer, pipe, uh, really a, a really an impressive talent, and uh, the sky's limit for Didi, in my opinion. Well, and one thing that uh, I, <laughs> that a lot of us know is that she was even a rosebud in the WWE at one time with Adam Rose. <laughs> so that should be a little fun experience to talk to her about, you know, her time with Adam Rose uh, coming down on Raw. Um, but, guys, she'll be calling in just a second here on the show. We're going to be expecting Dynamite Didi any minute. Uh, Christina, you're also a big fan of her work. You know, what do, what do you have to say about this, our upcoming guest? I mean, I'm really excited. I'm definitely, you know, I'm definitely going to ask her how she survived uh, being around you for as long as she did. And if she has any advice for me. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. As a matter of fact, uh, Dynamite Didi uh, gave me one of my last matches ever, but it was for a private show that I pulled for my little cousin because my little cousin grew up as a wrestling fan, and he was ecstatic that I was a wrestler. 
So <clears throat> I pulled off one last match for him. This was after I retired, and it was a private birthday party for him where, you know, all these people decided let's throw a birthday party for this little young man. And Didi, I had the honor to work Didi in the main event of that show. And let me tell you, she's one tough cat. I would never forget it. Like, I, I haven't been in the ring in so many years, and she goes to me, George, come on, you could do this. You could do this. Keep on pushing, George. Keep on, because she was beating me in everything. <laughs> like speed, strength, everything. And I'm like, oh, oh, give me a break. Wait. <laughs> so trust me when I say this, Dynamite Didi is the full package when it comes to women's wrestling. And she, again, will be here in just a short while, uh, of course. Now, while we kill time, uh, I got to ask around the room, Another topic that I wanted to bring up today, with the women's revolution being as strong as it is, and of course, NXT, you constantly, constantly see new women debut on the NXT product. Who would you like to see be called up next to the main roster? Who do you think, not saying that they're ready now, I'm just saying future reference, who would you like to see called up? So, Christina, you want to take this? Sure. Um... You know what? I'm, I'm just going to go with one answer. There's so many that I could literally choose from. But I want to see Jessica Havoc. I think that she would bring such a different aspect to the table in NXT uh, that I, I, just, I would be so excited and so excited if she were to be able to, you know, debut in the near future. Hmm. Okay, and uh, Rick, what do you think? Uh, who would you like to see being called up uh, to the next, of course, NXT round of women? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Santana Garrett. She's, she's dabbled here and there in, uh, in NXT, you know, sporadically. That would be my vote. All right. <clears throat> and obviously I would have picked, you know, my friends, like Dynamite Didi or Angel Rose, but I'm not going to be, you know, a one-sided guy here, so I'm going to pick out a random. I would want to see in the NXT Candice LeRae. Just because we've seen how tough that girl can be, both against men and women. And I feel like she's one of the best unsigned talents in the independents today. So my, my saying is Candice LeRae to be next in the in the NXT lineup of women. I know that uh, WWE just signed two great athletes in Kimberly, the queen of the palm strike, and Heidi Lovelace, you know, one of, another tough woman, you know, in the independents. Well, I, I've never been, had the honor to see them live. I've seen matches of them on social media. Christina, did you ever get to meet them live or, or see them on social media? Yes, I got to see Heidi Lovelace at not the last Fest show that just happened this past weekend, but the one before that. And, you know, she was the Fest champion, and then unfortunately she ended up losing it to our very own Sue Young, who we'll be having on the show, I believe, next month, if I'm not wrong. But, you know, I did have the opportunity to see her, and she is a fantastic worker, and the crowd absolutely loves her. And I, I can't wait to see what she does in NXT. It's going to be phenomenal. No, it's, can you imagine Heidi Lovelace against Oscar? I'm just, 
I'm just throwing it out there, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I would personally love to see that match, Oscar and Hailey Lovelace. What other matches would I like to see in, in from the women's division in NXT? Hmm. I would actually like to see Nikki Cross versus the soon debuting Crazy Mary Dobson. Even though I feel like I, I heard rumors that Mary Dobson was not going to be called up to NXT, but she was going to be called up to the main roster, like she's just going to jump over the NXT product and be known as Sister Abigail in the the WWE main product. Do, do you think that will fit a character like Mary Dobson? I believe so. She She's a nutcase. She's a lovely young lady, but character-wise, she's a nutcase, so I feel like that could suit her. Christina, are you familiar with Mary Dobson? Oh yeah, I am. Uh, I think it would be great if she was called up for uh, to be Sister Abigail, and especially at a time like this, with you know Bray Wyatt being the new the new champion for SmackDown Live. You know, can you imagine you know her debuting in the next couple of weeks and having her come down with Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania? I was actually thinking about that. But what if she debuted at WrestleMania? What a debut that would be. I mean, even better. That, like, you know, have your debut at WrestleMania and to be alongside the champion. Oh, that, that, well, I feel like Mary Dobson, if she debuted in any way, I will feel like she will debut in the middle of the match, not during entrance, but she will debut in the middle of the match, like the lights turn off, and then all of a sudden she's in the middle of the ring between Randy and, and Bray, and all of a sudden she turns on Randy and helps Bray win. That, to me, that would be epic. That would be freaking epic. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, Rick, have you ever seen Mary Dobson live? I, I have, and, and I, I agree with you both, but that's... That, that that is ideal, especially now with the quote unquote problems with the Wyatt family. I think now is the perfect yep. time for that to happen. Well, here's hoping. But guys, our next guest has called in. She's back home. She's back home where she one of the places where she originally started and I am so honored to open the door for her because God I see her as like a sister to me and, and it brings tears to my eyes that she's back home in reality check radio. I am talking none other than than South Florida's fiery redhead. I am talking about Dynamite Didi. Dynamite, how are you? Hi, Georgie, I'm good and you <laughs> Good, good. Welcome back home. It's been, it's been a long time since you've been in this studio. <laughs> I know. What an introduction, man. Great, great to be back home. Well, you know I have to spoil you, even though you always hit me with trash cans during our photo shoot and, and uh, I was hiding behind fences trying to hide from you. <laughs> right. And then, uh, you know, I enjoy chopping you here and there, too, so we can throw that in. Oh. <laughs> Why did you always have to remind me of those dreaded chops, man? Those chops were scary, bro. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Dynamite, it's so awesome to have you back home, and, and I'm so honored to have you back here for Women's Wrestling Appreciation Night. But because this is a women's show, I want to start it off with a, <laughs> excuse me, well, with a woman. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm battling a cold here. So basically, oh. Christina, take it away. Well, 
as I do with all of our guests, first of all, I have to say thank you, Dee Dee, for coming onto the show and, you know, coming back home, as George says, and, and being able to sit down and, and talk with us today. I'm very, I'm very grateful, and I'm happy to be back home, and I'm excited to, to talk to you guys and uh, get to know all of you a little bit better as well. And, you know, speaking of being back home, can you, you know, give a little bit of insight into uh, you being with Reality Check and how it feels to be back here? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, it feels it feels great. It feels normal, you know. <laughs> um, me and Georgie, you know, we haven't had a chance to uh, to talk in, in a long time. You know, we've both been doing different things. But um, it feels great to, to see the success that Reality you know, reality check has. Um, it was gone for a little while, so it's good to see it up and running and hopefully better than ever. Thank you. And and coming from, you know, woman to woman, you know, co host to co host, do you have any advice for me on and how I should deal with uh, old Georgie here? Oh no man. No advice. <laughs> you just have to you just have to put him in his place when he needs to be put in his place. <laughs> Basically, don't be shy. Yeah. Screw him. Can I say that? <laughs> Good and Lord, I, Dee, Dee I, I Thank think, you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I definitely vouch that, you know, I definitely do not have a problem putting him in his place on a daily basis. Oh, good. I'm glad. And you you keep doing your thing, then I don't have to tell you anything. <laughs> I, God, I hate I, Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> why? You hate me. <laughs> anyway. How can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I said, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> uh huh. Oh God, don't 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 dig the hole deeper. Just just stay afloat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, George, go ahead and just and put the shovel down and and let the lady speak for a moment. Right, right. Fine. Thank you, Christina. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, so you know, you being from South Florida, just like the rest of us here. You know, can you just give a little insight to the ones that are not familiar with, like, the South Florida independent scene and, you know, how you got your start and and being in this in this area? Yeah, sure. Um, I definitely started training uh, in the area, you know, more like Fort Lauderdale, but definitely, you know, like South Florida. Um, about Actually, this month makes five years. And it was, it was rough at the time because it was basically all guys, you know, like girls training for wrestling was very, very, very rare. Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of rough at first, but it was so much fun too. You know, and I got to learn so much from different people, and I got to test out the ropes with um, a lot of tough, tough people as well. So as far as like the training goes and all that, um, South Florida has a lot of great training schools. If you're, like, trying to start in professional wrestling, South Florida, I feel like it's the place to be. You know, you got um, a whole bunch of schools down here, including, you know, WXW's uh, school, you know, Pop School. So, uh, you know, the Wasserman Training Center, that's one of the best schools in the world to train, and uh, got a couple good ones uh, down south as well. So, to get, a, to get a start in professional wrestling with training, South Florida is one of the best, and, uh, as far as like actual um, actual wrestling goes, I think when I started, it was a hot place to be for wrestling, and then it also kind of died down a little bit, like for the past like two years. But now it seems like 
South Florida is a place where you can make your name. And if you want to get started and make a name for yourself, the one of the best places to start, you know, besides like New York, New Jersey, South Florida, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have a, you know, very hot independency right now with, you know, promotions like Brainbuster, Full Throttle, Ronin. And, you know, speaking of training schools, you know, there's one opening up down here with Johnny Vandal and Craig's school. So, you know, if you're back down in the area, definitely be able to check that out. And I'm sure they'll definitely have you as like a guest trainer for sure to kind of, you know, (laughs) you know, since you're so familiar to the area, then, you know, you have a lot to a lot of insight and stuff to, to bestow upon all the trainees down here. Oh, but, thank uh, you. you. Know, that, that's very humbling. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You know, since you're, you know, out and traveling and stuff, like, do you miss do you miss being back down in South Florida? I do. I was, especially I was gone from, you know, South Florida. I was more in Central Florida for, for like, two years almost. So I didn't get to see a lot of people, you know, George included. I didn't get to see or talk to a lot of people that I grew up in the business with. So it was it was a little bit rough at first, and um, I got to experience, I guess, meeting new people and making new acquaintances. So that got easier, but you always – Miami crowd, there's nothing like it. And I always tell everybody that same thing. When you wrestle in front of a Miami crowd, you – the energy, the emotion that you feel, its there's nothing like it. So I remember when I came back after being gone for so long and, and I got to wrestle in the same building that I basically started making my name at, um, it was it was electric, you know, no pun intended there. It was so it was so great, and there's really nothing, nothing like South Florida crowds. So um, it's great to be back around. You know, I'm more I'm, – doing everything. I'm up and down Central and South Florida. Um, you know, hopefully in a few months starting uh, to get out of Florida. But I'm always gonna make my way back home. Always. That's Miami's like it's my place. I can't I can't leave it. <laughs> and you know, being as you know, obviously you were trained down here with one of the absolute legends of of the independent scene is Rusty Brooks. Like do you care to, you know, give a little insight as to, you know, being able to train with such a legend like Rusty? You want to know something funny? Rusty Brooks, I mean, I I, I was trained by Pablo Marquez, and I was trained by uh, Soul Man Alex G. And then, you know, when I went to Central Florida, I trained with uh, Afro, you know, the Wild Samoan. And uh, currently I'm, I'm between, you know, Afa and, um, and Mercedes Martinez and uh, Radiant Rain. I don't know if you've heard of them too, but they're like OGs of, of the women's wrestling. Um, but when it comes to Rusty Brooks, I only trained with him like twice, really. I didn't really get a chance to, uh, to, to get in there with him. But to this day, he still has an effect on me because he's always kind of kept tabs on me to see how I'm doing, make sure I'm doing well. Every time I see him in a show, um, you know, he's always like, gives me advice or, uh, you know, gives me good feedback. And, I mean, Rusty's great. He He's a legend for what he is. But, yeah, I mean, I, I really wish I were trained with him more than just twice, you know. <laughs> but um, his, his, uh, his teaching is still with me. And, you know, how would you say that, like, you got into 
into wrestling or, you know, what is it like, did you decide to finally be like, this is what I want to do. I want to go to school for this. I want to be the best that I can be and make a career out of this. I was about, I mean, I, I wanted to, I guess I made a decision when I was about 14 and I started training at 20 years old. I'm 25 now, going to be 26 soon. I started training at 20, like right before I turned 21. So I made that decision a few months before I started in February, and uh, I looked up schools, and I found um, Main Event Training Center, which was a CCW school, and I just called, and I literally just made an appointment and went for it. Like, once I once I finally got the courage to look up any schools, and I found one, you know, that was the closest to me at the time, I, I just, I didn't even think twice. It was one of those things where, oh, my God, there's a school where I can actually train? Like, hell Yeah. So I called, and and that's it. Made an appointment. I never looked back. And can you give a little, like, insight as, like, your first day of training? Like, what was going through your head the first day that you walked into that building? Oh, my God. Um, a lot of emotions, a lot of good emotions, a lot of, uh, I guess, awe. You know, you walk in there, and you see a ring, and you're like, holy crap, like, I'm going to get to touch you know, a wrestling ring is like a big deal to somebody like me. And uh, I remember stepping in, and I felt like, I wouldn't say out of place. It just, everything felt so, um, so big in a way. Being there felt like a big deal. You know, getting in the ring felt like a big deal. Talking to people like, oh, they know how to wrestle is a big deal, you know. So it's uh it was a lot of happy emotions and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of tears when I went back home. Early, I was though. just so happy. I had to do it myself Thursday. <laughs> and definitely, you know, a lot of the happiness and excitement until you start actually like feeling the pain of all the bumps you've been taking. Oh God, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and like I said, I was. I trained with all boys. There was no girls there. It wasn't until um, La Rosa Negra came to to the states that you know I, I had another girl to train with, um, which which I love her to death. You know she was she was one of the first vets to uh, to take me under her wing. Um, but it was all boys for months and months, um, and it was tough, man. They would they would lay it in. You know they did not take it easy on me, but I I'm always thankful for that. It made me it made me tough, but it, it was it was rough. Um, I had a hard time uh, with a lot of uh, what is it like learning how to do certain things like like I have to jump for this or or let the person like just like uh, help you fall you know like fall fall on your face and stuff like that like that's not stuff that we naturally do right on a day to day basis. So <laughs> it was very weird and tough, but I loved it at the same time. Yeah, like, do you think the guys were, like, extra hard on you because you're a girl and you're, like, they're just, like, you know, we're going to put her through the ringer and we're going to make sure she has what it takes to be in this business? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they would tell me. They'd be, like, listen, you know, well, we're tough on you because we're trying to see, you know. And it does definitely – it was definitely because I was a girl, you know. And I was so young. I was 20 years old, you know. So it was definitely a test and – uh I mean, I guess it worked out for the best. I was, like, a tiny little thing at the time, too. So I would get thrown around like this in the tomorrow. But I never got hurt, you know, and um, 
I mean, I always say I'm, I'm grateful for it. I don't condone certain things. You know, like nowadays if somebody tries to beat me up, you know, during training, you know, I got a couple things to do and say to them. But, you know, back then I just took it as part of the part of the training regimen. And you speaking about, like, you know, it kind of took you a little bit to, you know, like learn the timing or be able to, like, you know, fall on your face and stuff like that. Since it's not a natural thing to do, you know, being in the ring in general no. – <laughs> what would you say yeah. was something that, you know, you really had to practice, like, extra hard to be able to get down, that it just did not come as naturally as, like, other aspects of the ring? Oh, my God, that's a great question. You know, the funny thing, um, when I first started, like I said, I've always, I've always been, um, like, I guess uh, some, some kind of an athlete. And when I first started, I was jumping up and down those ropes and, trying all kinds of high-risk, crazy stuff with the boys and throwing myself everywhere. As far as high-risk and the ropes went, I, I, I wanted to do it all, you know, and I would jump in there and do it. Um, nowadays, you you ask me to get to the top rope, and I'd be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I never got injured, you know, in a match, but still, it's one of those things where I'm like, it, it's not my kind of style anymore. But when I – so, like, that never really came – uh, to be hard when I first started training, the athleticism part of it, um, it was definitely some, the, the conditioning part of it, it was tough. Like when I first ran the ropes, oh my God, I was dying. Like I, could, I felt like I couldn't breathe. And then I would end up with bruises all over my body from the ropes, um, getting like, uh, you know, body slammed from the boys. I mean, they would put some stank on it. Uh, it was tough, like, to, to not hit my head or protect myself the right way. So it was definitely what was the toughest was the techniques of things and, um, like, the timing of, okay, well, you got to jump at the same time this person pulls you, you know, and, like, certain things like that, which came, became really tough at one point. Yeah, and, and speaking of timing, since I'm sure you know this all too well, being as, you know, the woman co-host on this show you know, we can tend to, you know, be, you know, I don't want to say the star of the show, but, you know, sometimes we can, you know, run it a little bit, and I don't want to do that to George. I'll be nice oh. to him today. So, you know, okay. I'll, I'll pass it around. <laughs> but, you know, Dee, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to be able to, you know, talk with me. And, you know, one day we'll meet and be able to trade, uh, trade uh, some George stories. Oh, absolutely. I love talking to you, Christina. Thank you so much for taking the time to even ask me any of these questions. Thank but you I'm for not looking forward to talking to George. Just saying. <laughs> what is going on with it? Anyway. I'm being so Rick. mean, but... <laughs> Listen, Dee Dee, when it comes my turn, Rick, your good friend Rick uh, Reyes is now up, but when it comes my turn, we're going to have a fun little conversation, so don't worry. The fun is coming. Rick, go oh, right boy. ahead. Hi, Hello, Rick. Dee, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm nice to you. Hi, Rick. I'm great, and you? <laughs> I just want to give you a message. Little CM Punk says hello. Oh, and we're looking forward to seeing you very soon again. Oh, yeah, I know. Very soon. That's great. Very soon. So let's get right to it. Um, since this is a women's appreciation show, give me Dynamite Duty's State of the Union of Women's Wrestling in Florida. State of the Union? Wait, I'm yes. having a blonde moment. What do you mean? <laughs> well, how, what is your opinion of, of the state of women's wrestling in Florida in general right now? Oh, got it, got it. Um, competitive. 
uh, hot, uh, exciting, and emotional. And that's a kind of kind of a weird word to uh, to put in there, but trust me, it, it's it's a very emotional uh, time for women's wrestling anywhere right now, in a good way. You mentioned La Rosa Negra, and of course you've had some great matches with another of our locals and Angel Rose. Who's been your favorite person to wrestle so far, female-wise? Oh, man, that is tough. And I can only say one name? No, no. <laughs> Give me a few. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're killing me here. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, I have to say La Rosa Negra, and that's that's one of my top for sure, because that woman got the best that she could out of me every time we were in that ring. And let me tell you, La Rosa is probably, so far, she's been the toughest opponent I've ever been in the ring with. And when I say tough, I mean like like we used to beat the shit out of each other. I don't know if I can curse, sorry. But we used to beat the crap out of each other in that ring. And, and like, she would, she would ask me for it, you know, and I would give it to her. So she was very rough, and I had some of my funnest moments with her, some of my favorite brawls, you know, we would brawl all the time, and it was it was always so much fun. So she's definitely at the top of the list. Uh, Angel Rose, of course, uh, I, I I believe I started making my name down here when I started my feud with her, and we also pushed each other a lot, and we, we made history locally, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I got to experience being a bad girl for the first time, so. Uh, and, um, I mean, that, th- those, those are really my top, my top two. Also, um, I don't know if you guys know Andrea. I believe she's. Oh, yeah. Fine. Did she just get called now. up to uh, NXT? Yeah, she did. Andrea is another vet that, uh, she, she was always very, very rough on me. Um, her matches were the, the most physical, uh, as I would get thrown around more and, she she would ask a lot of me, so I really appreciate her for everything that, that she pushed me for. And I haven't gotten in the ring with, well, I guess I, I have gotten in the ring with her, but, like, I'm going to get in the ring with her one-on-one um, this this coming Saturday, uh, and that's Mercedes Martinez. She's currently one of my mentors, and that lady is tough as they come. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's tough as they come, but... She also wants you to be the best that you can be. So I'm excited and nervous to be in there with her. I've been with her in the ring before, but never one-on-one. So I kind of know what to expect. And uh, it's already she's already one of my favorite opponents, and I haven't gotten one-on-one yet. So that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Now, I just mentioned the word NXT a minute ago. Is that something that you would be interested in if they, if they were to get a chance to be at the Performance Center and give them a shot? Oh yeah, absolutely. Been there um, not to NXT, but I've had my uh, my WWE tryouts before. I had one um, back in January, and um, you know it's it's great to to be in the surroundings, and it's great to take what you can from from what you learn being there and who you talk to and and what they say to you. Um, yeah, walk us through that. Walk us through that experience uh, from beginning then. What kind of advice did you get, uh, and just how was that process for you? I mean, it's it's a very <clears throat> professional process. You know, you you have to show up there as a professional, like you like you have to 
fit in. You know, you, you can't be an outcast there. You gotta, you gotta kind of fit in, and you gotta pick as many brains as you can, talk to as many people as you can, and um, some people will give you the time of day and talk to you more. You know, and um, you know when you, you have a match or you, you know, they ask you to, to whatever they ask of you. You know, whatever feedback you get, you gotta take. You know, you gotta take and you gotta take it in and and uh, make it work for you. Was but there anybody in particular that gave you any advice that you were like, wow, that was really cool or that was good advice or anything like that? Uh, yeah. My my first tryout, uh, it was Becky Lynch was part of um, my promo uh, my promo tryout, I guess. And she, you know, she was very encouraging to, to stay true to my, my Spanish roots. And before, I mean, I, I guess I just recently really started honing into being Latina and speaking Spanish more and, and just being more myself. But um, she really, just just by simple comments like that, it just really helps you take a step back and and, and think about what you're doing and your character. And, and, you know, you look at her and her character. She's very about her Irish roots, and it works for her, you know. So you got to take comments like that, you know, and... Uh, Mr. Regal, you know, William Regal also, you know, was very uh, about pushing my my heritage and all that. So I think that's when I really started to to want to do it. Because before I was so against it because I'm like, why do I have to do, like, this stereotypical stuff? But these are two people that are also from an, other countries that made a name for themselves being from other countries. So it was that's probably one of the, the best advice that I got as far as character work goes. Now, mentioning the name Becky Lynch, and this will be my my last question. It's kind of my my standard question for everybody at the end of the interview: is who is Dynamite Dee's dream match out there in terms of a, a WWE person? A uh, dream match. Well, uh, Mickey James was always somebody that I looked up to because I always saw her as a real woman. Even as a, as, a, as a teenager, I looked up to her so much. And I was so sad when she left, and I'm so happy to see her back. Uh, but Dynamite Duty versus Mickey James would uh, make Dynamite Duty very happy. And also, one more, if I can throw in there, is uh, Victoria. And she's retired. And I think she's still doing some indie work, but those are two women that I really, really look up to, as well as Kana. You know, she signed. And... Uh, and here's another one that's probably kind of impossible for now, but, you know, Manami Toyota, that'd be a, a hell of a match, I feel. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I'm proud to say that I am the owner. Here, you can't see it, but it's here in my hands of a Booty Mania t-shirt. Uh, ah! one. And, uh, I know. I'm so thankful. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. We, uh, we all love you very much, and uh, we can't wait to see you again. Thank you for joining us, and uh, I'm going to hand you on back to George. Aw, I love you guys, too. Thank you so much, Rick. You got it. Hmm. Hmm. Now, guess whose oh, turn it is now. I guess the, the, the <laughs> best for last, huh? Or the worst for last. Which one is it? it what? <laughs> anyway, God, it feels like good... It feels like the good old days uh, again with this, Dee Dee, because you and I used to have the back and forth with this. <laughs> I know. But, nothing that nothing ever changes. Hey, I'm still the same person. So. <laughs> no, and I still love you no matter what. And I by the way, before we, 
by the way, before we continue, uh, another coworker that we had we worked together with uh, is actually listening. Uh, I don't know if you remember Lorraine from back in the day. Of course, of course, I still keep in touch. Well, I keep in touch with her stuff on social media. Of course. Hi, Lorraine. Yep, well, <laughs> well, she says hello, and uh, she misses you. So, uh, you know, this was a big homecoming for you here, Didi. So, like, a lot of the old school hosts are actually listening in to you right now. But, um, yeah, so so basically I want to start off with this. Um, this is going to be a comment more, and I told you this on social media when actually we had this conversation that I wish I could tell you in person, but this is just the next best thing because I get to talk to you, you know, over the phone. Uh, so basically I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the friendship that you've always given me. Thank you for the many years that you, you dedicated to Reality Check Radio. Thank you for your sisterhood, you know, because you're like a little sister to me. And most importantly, Aww. thank you for ha giving me the honor to entertain my little cousin and give me my last match in front of his eyes, that he grew up idolizing Aww. me. And, and if it wasn't for you, I would have never been able to perform for him. So I thank you so very much. Aw, Georgie, you're going to make me emotional. Listen, I, I feel the same way. Like I said, I know I'm, I'm all over the place, but I, I always remember home and, and my friends, and I never change. So um, I'm very thankful and, and humble to be back home, and I love you very much as well. And just to, to in a positive note, our match has a hell of a lot of views on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. But yeah. And I was just actually... I was ribbing myself to my two co-hosts here, saying that how much you had to freaking pull me up. You would, you would always tell me in the middle of the match, come on, George, come on, move, come on, you could do this. <laughs> well, I was, I was blowing up, and here you are all ener energetic and, and so strong, and you're like, come on, George, do, do this, come on, you could do it. I, I believe in you. And I'm like, oh, Didi, wait. <laughs> so, so I would oh, never, God, I ever... <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, like at the end of the match when you finally gave me the spear from hell, I was there just telling myself, God, thank God this match is over. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> and I'm here like, oh, I'm ready to go somewhere. No, I'm just kidding. You gave me a hell of a match, so I'm always part of part no. of that match. I watch it back from time to time, so I'm always I'm always part of that moment. So thank you. Well. It was a very special moment for me for at least to wrestle in front of my, my baby cousin who, like I said, idolized me uh, because I was a wrestler and he never got to see me perform. But I got to perform that one last time for him. And, and trust me, he tells me every single time I see him, I thank you very much, Primo, for wrestling for me. I'm like, I'm like, God, this little boy, he, he, can't, <laughs> he can't pull strings hard enough. <laughs> So, right, and, and but, uh, honestly, though, I mean, it's more like thank you for letting me have that moment with you, like letting me be the one to have your last match because it's very special, man. You know, all that stuff I always keep in my heart. Well, come on, Didi, we we kind of promoted it for what three, four years of me hiding from you, always saying that oh, I yeah. I needed to go to uh, my ankle, <laughs> my my I, I had to go to a dentist. <laughs> Anywho, so. So let's go ahead and shoot some questions here before our time runs out. Uh, Didi, earlier you were talking about, you know, you making history locally. Yes, I have to agree. As a matter of fact, you made history before even WWE made history. And this is not taking anything away. 
anything away from WWE or any other independent companies. I'm talking at least for here locally. When I was present when you fought La Rosa Negra inside a steel cage. And Angel Rose, too, remember, was a three-way. Yep. I have to ask you, because in that time, at least from from what I knew, I'm not going to go and say that there's never been, but from what I know, there's never been a three-way women's ladder, I mean, sorry, steel cage match like that. What was going in your head on that day when you're like, I'm going in there with one of my bestest friends slash trainers, and I'm going in there with one of the best upcoming talents, Angel Rose? What was going on through your head before you entered that cage for the first time? I remember, you can even see it on the on the clip of, of on the mask itself, like, you know, I'm always very sassy, and I'm a character going on, especially as, as, as a heel, you know. And uh, yeah. I remember walking out there, and I was kind of like deer in headlights. And you can see it. When you go back to watch the match, my entrance is completely just flat because I was so in my head about what we were about to do and about this moment, you know, that we were going to have. And we were the last match of the show, so it was even more pressure. But I was definitely like a deer in headlights. I was excited. I was I was nervous. <coughs> my God, my nerves were crazy. And uh, we were all emotional, you know. And and uh, before going out there, it was like a like a well, how can I say this? Well, not like a partnership, more like a you know, like a brotherhood, like a sisterhood, in a way. You know, like, yeah. let's go out there and kick ass and do what we can. Like, yes, it's, it's small. Yes, it was local. Yes, half people in the world probably never even know what happened, but it meant something to us, you know. And um, and we. You know, we we did the thing, you know, we did the damn thing, and it came out pretty decent, you know, I feel. But uh, it was definitely a lot of emotion that day, and when we finished, um, I remember I couldn't talk for at least a few minutes after, because I was just so emotional. So. Yeah, because again, because again not to take anything from WWE or, or any other oh, independent co- promotions who probably you know, beat you guys to the punch that I don't, I'm aware of, but at least you could say you were part of history in Miami. And, and that was huge. And of course, for those that don't know, this was coming out, I believe from the, uh, uh, ICW promotion, wasn't it? Or the, you know, pro. No, it was, it was, you know, yeah, it was, you know, pro. Okay. So basically, you know, Pro was ran by a gentleman named Michael Mannix, but you're also familiar with another gentleman in the wrestling business known as George Patuondo. And you made history once again <laughs> last uh, a couple months ago when you wrestled against Brandy Lorne at LuchaFest. In by far, I have to say, one of the biggest crowds I've ever seen in independent wrestling history, at least here in Miami. What was going through yeah. your head in that time? I mean, you want to know something funny? I was more nervous for Angel's match that night than my match. I know that's so crazy, but I was way more nervous for her. I mean, she kicked ass one of the best matches I've ever seen, period. She deserved that title. So um, I was nervous for her, and then I was uh, I was excited. I didn't realize how many people were in the building. And so I actually walked out, and I heard, and I'm like, I look around, I'm like, holy there's a lot of people here, and I mean the <laughs> the energy was probably one of the best I felt besides uh, besides this past weekend. 
the energy was was crazy, and it was my hometown. You know, there's nothing like there's nothing like wrestling in my hometown. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And I would only assume that, you know, it, when you make it to the WWE, notice that I didn't say whenever you do. I said when you do because I no. see nothing but WWE in your future. When you wrestle yeah, for the you, WWE, Jay. my pleasure, Didi. When you wrestle for the WWE, I could only assume the emotions are probably going to run in your head when you're wrestling for that major organization in Miami, Florida, or Broward, either or. I could only imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully, <laughs> so, you know, that's in the cards one day, and uh, hopefully it happens. But, uh, you know, the funny thing, I, I'm my nerves are really bad before matches. Like, they're really, really bad. But I, I, go, I go out there, and I'm fine. I mean, I perform best under pressure. So I say bring it on. <laughs> bring on those so, feelings. <laughs> So with yeah, all these emotions, all these, well, yeah, definitely. So with all these emotions, all this pressure, all this, you know, making history, you know, for an organization, uh, for a match, now let's talk about making history for you. You know, you've wrestled all over Florida. Let's admit that. Uh, I don't know if you've wrestled all, all over the United States, but are is, is Didi, is the in your future is international wrestling in your future or in one of your bucket lists? Oh, it's definitely in the future. Not even just in my bucket list. It's on the future. I've uh, been hustling and busting ass for the past couple of months, and I've had a hell of guidance, you know, and privilege to take me under their wing. Um, I've had to prove myself a lot too. So the opportunities are coming, and. Uh, opportunities are coming and uh you guys will only see me at higher levels you know this year is, is going to be a great year for me so international yeah i definitely say so for sure <laughs> well i would say because i know puerto rico is is a hotbed for wrestling and i know it's huge for the fans over there and just because you're with the Latina heritage, you know, I would love to see you in one of those Latin countries like Puerto Rico, uh, Cuba maybe, or, or Nicaragua, or Costa Rica, et cetera. You know, just wrestling with something that resembles you as a Latina. And oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, Puerto Rico is, is somewhere on, on the list for this year, you know, cross fingers. <laughs> well, we hope the best for you on that one, Didi. But... Last question I have to say is to kind of like piggyback off what you were talking about a little earlier with WWE. Uh, didn't you at one time work as a rosebud? Oh, God. Now you're talking two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my first tryout. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I totally Well, <laughs> Well, I don't know if you know this, but Adam Rose was a guest here on our show uh, maybe about a month ago. And we spoke to him about how Adam was kind of like one of the factors of opening the doors to independent wrestling uh, when he started the, the Rosebud gimmick. So yep. how did it feel meeting Adam at that time, like knowing that he was one of the pioneers to open the doors for independent wrestlers like yourself? I know, that's crazy. Uh, he, was a, he was a nice guy, man. He, he was down to earth as can be. He had a lot of good advice. And... Um, and I'll never forget that, how, how kind he was. So it, I, I believe that. I mean, his, his gimmick allowed for, you know, you know, 
little little people like me to, to have a shot at even being looked at. You know, people think it's so easy to make it to the WWE. You know, some people can be talented, like the most talented people in the world, and, and be around for 15 years before they get signed. You know, we see it all the time. But mm-hmm. it's kindness of people like him and people like him, like bringing gimmicks about that allow that, that, that just helps the cause. You know. And, and helps you hang in there and, and keep going harder. So, actually, he's he's going to be in an upcoming show in Miami that I'm going to be in, so I'm excited to, you know, be able to be on the same card as him. Yep. Uh, Lucha Fest 5, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a reunion correct. of sorts between you and him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think he will remember me. I mean, how many rosebuds did he see, but I'll definitely be picking his brain. <laughs> Well, I got a random question, and then that's it. I'll close the interview here. And, guys, we're about to enter archive mode, too. So if you don't get to listen to any of this live, don't worry. You could always listen it to the archive. All you have to do is start it from the moment of two hours, and you get to hear the rest of this interview. Um, but basically, the last question, if you had the op- – if Adam Rose, say, for instance, at Lucha Fest 5 at Miami Senior High, ICWMiami.com for t- – for taking information. I just did your plug there, George. Basically, <laughs> I have, Didi, if Adam was asking, who can be a rosebud, would you be one of those people to say, I'll be a rosebud again? Oh, for sure. Like I said, I never, ever forget the people that helped me along the way and uh, or, or even give me any kind of shot at anything. So if he was to ask me and I'm done with my match or he's before, you know, after my match or before, hell, yeah. <laughs> Why not? <It's> fun. <laughs> oh, I, I, that's it. I'm going to. Well, I'm the. Uh, me and Christina are hosting the the pre-show for Lucha Fest Five. But I, if if I wasn't, that right there sold me because I would love to see Dynamite DD do the rosebud thing again. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh, that's great. You guys but, that, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I think you were what a fairy when you did the rosebud thing. I think I was. I think. I was a little busy bee. I was a little busy bee, and I was wearing my my bright ass red wrestling boots with a god. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> this is why I love you, Diddy. I've changed like, my color gear, and I'm still keeping my boots. Uh, you know, Mercedes edition is like, you know, those boots don't go with your gear anymore. You know, you have such beautiful gear, and you have like bright ass red shoes. And I'm like. Okay, but they're my lucky shoes. I'm not changing them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that no comment. Uh, so, t- <laughs> sorry, the this story just freaking just made me laugh. Is laugh? I'm sorry. Oh man, I, I'm. If I ever yeah, have Mercedes Martinez on this show, if I'm ever having Miss Martinez on this show, I am definitely going to ask her about the. I'm definitely going to talk to her about the conversation with you and your boots. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She should have a blast telling you how she told me off. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, guys, just real quick around the room. Uh, Christina, do you have any last comments for Dynamite Didi? Uh, I just want to thank you for, you know, coming onto the show and, you know, being able to, you know, share something, you know, being able to be the co-host, the female co-host to George. And you know how difficult that can be sometimes, and not a lot of oh, people God. know where I'm coming from. And thank God you're one of them. 
I can't wait to meet you at a Lucha Fest 5 so we can, you know, poke some more fun at George. I'm excited to meet you too, and, and thank you again for taking the time. And hey, we'll just we'll just team up and and just beat him up for a little while. It'll be fun. <laughs> I am so out of shape. Oh, okay. Don't you probably will be I running can't. to the other side of that gym, and and I'll I'll probably be on my first step. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Rick, any last words? Well, it's funny you mentioning Lucha Fest. That's April 22nd, April 21st. The old boy here turns 50, so I can't wait. That's going to be a hell of a way to celebrate my 50th birthday. Aw, huh. I'll make sure to, to, to try to sing you a happy birthday then now that no, you're don't kill me now, Dee Dee. You're I one of my favorite. <laughs> let, me, let me just say, you're one of my favorite, uh, I don't like to say fan, but you're one of my favorite supporters that I've had like for such a long time. And I, I'm just thankful for you and your family for always being a friendly face on the crowd that, that I look forward to entertaining. Well, and we love what you do. Keep it going. <laughs> All right, Didi. So before you go, let's do your plugs. How can fans follow you on social media? Uh, how can uh, bookers get a hold of you for any kind of inquiries? And of course, where can they catch you next live? Got it. Um, well, Dynamite Didi on Instagram, just flat Dynamite Didi. Uh, Dynamite DD21 on Twitter, and I also have a fan page on Facebook that's also Dynamite DD. So, if anything you want to find me, just type in Dynamite DD. Um, as far as uh, booking, uh, I have an email to contact is DynamiteDD23 at gmail.com. And you can also just you know message me on, on Instagram or Twitter, or Facebook, anyway. Uh, and live shows, I believe there might be some shine in the future. I can't really say yet, but in the future, look out for a debut in shine for me. And uh, I have PPW this Friday and WXW this Saturday, the 18th. And that's it for this month. So check it out if you're in the area or wait for any shows to be on YouTube. Awesome. Well, Didi, again, thank you so very much for coming on here tonight. Welcome back home. And by all means, thank whenever you. I see you again, uh, I'll make sure to say everything all over again. Thank you. And uh, make sure to give you a big hug for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Georgie. I'm, I'm blessed and I'm very humbled to have been on the show. And uh, thanks again to everybody that took the time to interview my crazy ass. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Didi. Have a great night, okay? Thank you. You too, guys. Bye, Didi. All right. B- Bye. Bye-bye. That was good old Dynamite Didi. God, how great that young lady is. She's such a humble individual, and, and the future is so bright for her. But, guys, let's go ahead and and uh, close up the show uh, as we're running out of time. So, But first, before we do that, we have to do a shout-out for our marketing partners. Christina, go right ahead. Yes. Uh, if anybody was at the CCW show uh, last weekend or, you know, any of the past independent shows, I'm sure you guys are definitely aware of who Collectibles Cafe is. Uh, basically, you know, if you ever see that table with, you know, all of the old vintage action figures or the magic cards, which I had purchased, since I am a big Magic the Gathering player, if anybody knows what that is, if anybody can relate to me on that nerd level, 
Uh, yeah, please, you know, if you're at another independent show coming up, I know they will be at uh, Full Throttle. I know they will be at Platinum Pro. So please go check it out. Also, they do have the most delicious coffee I've ever tasted in my entire life. I use it in my drinks. I use it to, you know, make homemade face masks, which may sound weird to some people, but it's actually pretty fantastic. George, I will give you some to try out. Rick, if you want to, I'll give you some too. But, yes, please go and check them out. Collectibles Cafe on Facebook, Instagram, they're at collectibles underscore cafe. Or you can email them with any questions or inquiries at uh, collectiblescafe at gmail.com. And then, of course, this is, you know, for fellow wrestlers and fellow friends, this is a charity event that I really urge everyone to go to if you're in the area it is supporting all of the, the victims of the recent tornadoes that uh, affected the southeast. And it, it is uh, Sunbelt Wrestling Entertainment. They will be having a fundraiser show on March 4th of this year at 7 o'clock at Cook Middle School in Sparks, Georgia. Again, this is a charity show to raise money to assist the recent tornado victims. Uh, amazing wrestlers like Wildfire, Tommy Rich will be there, Malia Asta, and the Bonnie and Clyde of Professional Wrestling, Francisco Diazzo, and Stormy Lee. Tickets are $12 for ringside, $8 for general admission. And, of course, very important, if you are a first responder or an active-duty military member, you get admitted in for free with your proper ID. Now, of course, you can follow us on Reality Check Radio to get more information. We'll post more as we know more. So please go check it out. It's for a great cause. You heard it here. Go check it out to see some great wrestling and support a great cause. All right. And thank you very much for those uh, plugs for our marketing partners out there in uh, in the world. As the marketing is growing here with Reality Check Radio, if you want to join that, you could contact myself, Christina, or even Rick here on social media. Uh, you know, George Alonzo, Jorge Alonzo, actually, J-O-R-G-E, Alonzo, A-L-O-N-S-O. Uh, or you could contact Christina, which I know she gets a bunch of requests every day. Uh, or you could contact yeah. Rick. R- huh? So how about oh, I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> so that that's probably not going to be an issue. I I don't think anyone has issues finding you. Uh, or you could contact Rick at Rick Reyes on social media if you want to join the marketing team. Uh, Rick, of course, is R I C K. Reyes R E Y E S. And of course, just contact us only for business. Do not bother us with any of your other stuff that you're doing. If you're contacting us for marketing, that's it. Um, By the way, but guys, I'm going to make a point. This. George, if we're doing our Facebook live video after this, I will make a PSA about getting into my DMs, ladies and gentlemen. So stay <laughs> tuned after the show for that. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Well, yes, a reality check radio after hours episode will be happening tonight. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. But, guys, for everyone, Rick, do you have any last comments? I, I left you out, bro. <laughs> no, we're good. We had a great, another great show. And uh, thank you to Dee and Faye Jackson for joining us. Great plug, Christina, on the uh, on the show for the uh, victims of the tornadoes in Georgia. If, uh, we implore you, if you're in that area, go out and support those people that really need that to help. Uh, great cause at a at a reasonable price. 
All right. So, guys, for everyone here on Reality Check Radio, I want to say just good night. Take care of yourselves. But most importantly, stay real, guys. Good night. Thank you all for joining us. Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio. And get your dose of Reality Check.